ladies, gentlemen, hoops in between. Welcome one and welcome off to the 105th installment of the Arsenal Cannon, or sorry, the Newcastle Cannon podcast extravaganza. Uh, today we're going to be talking about not our club. No, um, today we're going to be just just chatting, I guess, just having a casual little chat uh, just for a few minutes because your boy, Daniel Finton, who hasn't been in the cut for a while, has uh, been a busy boy. Been and, more than a few minutes. Yeah, it has been. It's been, I, I feel, and honestly, this always happens when it's been a long time. I'll like talk to you guys over the phone and the PPC. Nobody's going to use that besides me. Um, and I'll just be like, wow. I have not talked to these guys in like a while. And you can tell everybody's so busy right now. Everyone's in the thick of it because like all the group chats too are just completely dead. dead. You know, yeah. like nobody's talking. So we're all just staying busy at We Love You Arsenal Productions. Um, but yeah, anyway, shut the fuck up, Daniel. Get on with it. Um, to uh, to <laughs> introduce the first of the two usual suspects, we've got the old fashioned uh, traditional trifecta in place today. And the the uh, the original, the original co-host of mine, the bumptious Brighton boy, formerly known as the lovely London local lad, Alfie Colshaw in the cut. Alfie, what's up, dude? Oh, tears and wires. Haven't had that for a while. Get me emotional. <laughs> uh, what are you saying, lads? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm decent. I'm decent. I did wake up with a migraine, but I have uh, slowly recovered. Um, and yeah, I'm feeling pretty decent now. As I said, and uh, yeah, I'm just I'm just missing the Arsenal. This is the another interlol pod pod pod, um, <laughs> which you know it's 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 a bit painful doing these interlol mm. interlol pods. I just want to discuss actual football, um, and I just want to get back to the Emirates. To be honest, um, I miss it after that brilliant win over Spurs. I haven't been back, obviously, mm. uh, I just can't wait. I'm not going to Palace, but I'll be at the Villa game next week. So yeah, yep. I can't can't wait. We saying Daniel. Uh, just the intro, um, and it's you know at least um, at least it's we have a full four weeks until the next international break, right? I mean, totally necessary. Um, yeah. So I guess let's enjoy it for the month that we have it. Now, mm-hmm. for the second of the usual suspects, the man with the versatile name. <laughs> Hold on, I forgot to pull up what I was going to pull up. Random. Oh, oh you shit. keep doing this. It's not good enough. You sacked this. This uh, this just this just shows our authenticity here. Okay. <laughs> um. Anyway, the man with the uh, versatile name Rob Bob Bert, Bertha, the man, the myth, the legend that I so like to call Darius Rumen. That's Darius with the Z at the end, and Rumen R U M like rum and N like how you say in in Spanish. There's no way that came up on a random name generator. It is. That is exactly what came up. What sort of fucking name is Darius that? Darius Rumen. Hey, man. You got to be careful. I've been canceled. Someone for that out there is called Darius Rumen. Let's not. Well, fucking change your name. We'd, we'd, we've got in trouble <laughs> yeah. before for sort of discriminating against names. So uh, let, let, let's, let's calm down. Yep. Yep. Well said, Darius. How are you doing today? <laughs> Again, thank you, Daniel, for. Uh, sort of shortening my name to Darius as I as I as I prefer. I, I don't like the full name, um, but yeah, I'm. How are we all doing, guys? I am feeling feeling good actually. Had yeah. a few days off to um, sort of uh, 
the the liver is in a good place. Let, oh, let's good for you. <laughs> and um, no, uh, we're all good. We're all good here. Um, oh, I'm the same as Alfie. Really, I was just talking to my uh, friend down here, who's, who's also an Arsenal fan, and we were just saying how uh, how much we miss it, and then how every week sort of feels like a bit of an interlude because of the lack of European football. Uh, but it's True. even worse when there's yeah. an international break, of course. Um, but no, it's great that club football is coming back. And uh, yeah, I, I guess this this podcast weirdly won't be particularly Arsenal-centric, but um, it will at the end. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, but there's there's certainly a lot of interesting t- things to talk about with regards to the Premier League, uh, one in particular, of course. Yeah, and we'll, uh, you know, we'll yeah. vomit that all into your ears. Um, and speaking of, I, I had to... S- I had to say vomit because I just had a funny memory. Well, it's not funny. I was in horrible pain. Um, oh, God. So, I thought you were about to talk about... Do the draw thing. So, yeah, I thought so, you were going to talk about me. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, so so I was doing uh, Sober October and I lasted a whomping 10 days uh, in the month um, with, with no alcohol. Thank you. Thank you. And then, uh, Katie... That's pretty much impossible yeah. when you're at uni. Yeah, and that's pretty much impossible it's, when it's you're usually overworked. Like, um, it, I think it's like sober January usually in the UK or yeah, yeah something like that. Yeah. I will not be doing that. <laughs> oh, I, I will neither. not be doing it anymore either. And, uh, Maybe during like the, the mm. first few days when I'm not at uni, but they're still I'll be getting drunk with my yeah, friends yeah. from home. So, well, uh, <laughs> we, got a, we got a big box of wine because I succumbed to Katie's peer pressure. And um, see, yeah. I don't... I don't really know how to like pour a glass of wine. You're supposed to only do like a little bit. And I like, I put way too much in and I had like my, my glass of wine is like two glasses of wine, you know? And I had like, I had like four Daniel glasses of wine and then I ate some greasy ass pizza and then I, the room started spinning and I threw up. So yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> I'd love to see it. I can't relate to this glass of wine thing because I can't say I'm a wine kind of you, but when I do get wine, which was a few times at the end of last year, I'll just buy like a five pound bottle yeah, of same, rose from same. the co-op and just drink straight from the bottle. And that means that I usually quite like it, like any wine as well, because I've never really tasted the best of the best. So uh, mm. the cheap white is, is, hate is wine, delicious but, you know. to me. Yeah, it just gives you horrible hangovers. I, Dude, I... Uh, it does. Wine hangovers aren't the one. Mm. I, I had to go to work the next day, and um, I, I parked, and I was like, I'm just going to take a quick nap before I have to go to work. That's how horrible I was feeling. <laughs> so... Yeah, anyway, on that note, let's talk about uh, Newcastle. <laughs> what a rough transition. Um, I Honestly, I, I well, Alfie, you said you actually wanted to touch on our goal scorers a little bit on the international uh, break. You want to you wanna walk us through that real quick? I'm, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm just itching to talk about Newcastle. So you want to go ahead with that, actually, talking about our I mean, players? Yeah, I mean, I said that, and now I think about it. What am I going to say other than they scored Bakayo Saka? Scored a goal against Andorra. Um, <laughs> some feet. Uh, it was an, he, he took it nicely. Great ball from Foden. Um, and yeah, don't know what more to say about that. I didn't actually watch it. Um, I just saw the highlights because yeah. I don't care about England, Andorra. No offense <laughs> to, to Andorans. Um, and Thomas Partey scored two and two. I haven't actually seen the goals either. Have either of you? Apparently one of them was One good. was a free kick. I know that much. Yeah, no, I've actually scored, but I've seen oh, both it? of them. 
I haven't scored both of them, unfortunately. Um, he, uh, I think the first one he was just sort of like um, sort of central left of the of the box, like on the edge, and uh, slotted it into the near corner. And then the second one was the free kick. I mean, I can't say the goalkeeping was of great quality, but um, goals a goal. Can't 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 foresee him uh, replicating it in an Arsenal shirt, though. I can't lie. Well. Uh, as I said on Arscast, maybe this is the start of his hot streak. Oh, maybe. maybe. I really maybe. doubt that. Mm. <laughs> Probably not, yeah. Uh, Emil Smith-Rowe also scored his first goal for the England Irish yep. once, uh, okay. also against Andorra. Yeah. Um, and it was nil-nil somehow. I mean, that team is kind of shite under... Is, is it still A.D. Booth? No, I, I, think, think, it I think it's someone else coming in there. Uh, oh, is it? Well, someone else is the boss. Can't remember Regardless, for the is. amount of talent they have, they, they should seem be, to be smacking kind of everyone. Yeah, um, but yeah, that was nicely taken. Um, yeah, good ball from Curtis Jones, and he, he took yeah, a nice take out. But yeah, I honestly don't know what to <laughs> say about that. But a decent international break for for our players that are on international. My takeaway yeah. from the Smith Rowe goal is Smith Rowe is fast. You know, like that's such oh, a, he is quick, isn't he? Pace, yeah, and that's great. It's, it's, it's it's sort of so. Um, it's sort of, he's got that like deceptive pace, doesn't he? He mm. doesn't look like he's going that mm. fast, but you notice it when a defender's chasing him and he can't get near him. Just how it all like sort of elegantly strides with the ball. Mm. Oh yeah, pace is definitely an underrated element of his game. Oh, hundred percent. I agree. Yeah, and I'm just excited to see both of them uh, pull over the the red and white again. You know, and have have our entire fan base and club completely rely on them because I'm yeah. sure that's I believe ex- uh, yeah I believe Pepe scored for Ivory Coast as well um oh, did didn't he? see that goal I only saw a, a clip of him hopelessly trying a Rabona which was <laughs> utterly horrendous <laughs> I'm assuming he was on his right foot so yeah, he went yeah. For the left foot Rabona yeah. yeah this man this freaking man <laughs> All right, well then, uh, that's enough of that. Let's talk about. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's, uh, yeah, screw that. Everybody listening to this is like, uh, maybe you know how like uh, if your podcast listeners out there, you know what I'm talking about. When like uh, you're listening to to one of your favorite pods, not ours because we're ad free, um, but when one of their seamless ads come up and you just have to press that like that yeah. 15 second arrow thing, and you're like, ugh. You know, oh, especially I, when, um, well, you know what? Especially when Elliot just yeah. randomly starts talking about manscapes in the middle of yeah, a conversation. Absolutely, yeah. that is phenomenal. That's the way you want to do it. You don't have like a pre-recorded thing which yeah. you have to skip. You have to, and you know, it'd be phenomenal at that, Daniel. Oh yeah, you're so and good you at need like to randomly listen to, linking things. Yeah, you need to listen to Arsenal Vision, and you need to listen to when uh, Elliot randomly brings up manscapes, and you need to okay. incorporate that whenever we get a sponsor. Yeah. Uh, Steve-O, I, are you guys familiar with Steve-O from Jackass? Yeah. 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 He'll be like, he has really, he has a Manscaped obviously too. Or like the, the one's like some boner pill or something. And um, he's like, they'll be like talking about ice cream on the show or something, right? And it'll be like, mm. you'll hear like a whirl and it'll be like him doing an ad read. But he like mentions the conversation. Do you suffer he'll be from like, erectile man. dysfunction? <laughs> he'll be like, man. He'll be like, man. Do I love ice cream? But you know what I love more than ice cream? Fucking my wife, you know? And it's just like, oh my God. (laughs) 
So, oh, we are so good at time wasting yeah, in intervals. We are. Yeah, true. We've run right to the corner flag and get it done with. Uh, you know who's not going to have to worry about time Burn wasting here soon, though, Alfie? Uh, the almighty Newcastle, because they're not going to become a. They're not going to be a oh, Steve Bruce. Thank you, Brexit mm. club anymore. They're going to be like. They're going to be basically another sugar daddy on the block, and we are set to be a tenth team in the Premier League's bitch. So that'll be fun, um, Alfie. How are you feeling about the the Newcastle takeover? Um, well, first of all, from an Arsenal standpoint, worried. I mean, we have to compete with another oil state, which yeah. is obviously not a good thing. Um, and yeah, I mean, it looks like our ability to have a period of domination in English football is just dying every day. Um, mm. and this is just another, another, um, thing in that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's not good, is it? I mean, I, I do have a, an element, I'm living with a Newcastle fan and he is obviously delighted. Um, he's also the most stubborn person I know and refuses to acknowledge any of the issues with it, um, which is kind of annoying, but, mm. Mm. It so I do have like an element of, you know, like I share Newcastle fans' joy because they finally got rid of this owner that they absolutely hate, who has run the club terribly. Hey, don't talk about my um, boss like that. <laughs> <laughs> my cash, uh, Rob, obviously ex uh, sports direct employee. Yeah, um, he actually got fired for speaking up against Mike Ashley. Oh yeah. Um, oh shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's not good um, in terms of com- a competitive side of things. Um, and also, this is just, it's not going to feel pure when Newcastle do get their inevitable success. Like, it's not going to be a, a pure success story. And I think we have to address the violation of human rights mm. um, that is linked to the Saudi state and the Saudi investment fund. Who, who uh, what's the woman called? State, Amanda Stavely, Stavely yeah. Amanda Staveley trying to um, sort of cover up the, or trying to separate um, the Saudi state and PIF when they're just, they, they are the same thing. Mm. Um, PIF is Prince's Investment Funds. It's a Saudi Prince's Investment Fund. Mm. So it, they are literally linked to the Saudi state. Like there's no difference. Um, and, you know, yeah, we have to address the violation of human rights, the beheading of journalists who ask questions of the Saudi state the uh, lack of equality for women um, who aren't able to drive uh, or they might have just been given the right to drive, I can't remember, not able to vote, possibly. I I probably should have researched this. I'm pretty sure they're not able to vote. Um, The gay people completely ostracised in the country, um, completely illegal, um, treated terribly. Mm. It is... The, the thing is, and this is what my Newcastle friend is saying, it's just, it, it's the same in the in the United Arab Emirates. Yep. Or, or sorry, Abu Dhabi, sorry. It's no excuse, own, though. Um, no, no, it's not. But it's like, you couldn't block this takeover if you allow the city yeah, one. Yeah, absolutely. If the, the PSG one's allowed. Because it's the same thing, really. Um, and it is just another indication of football moving towards this you know that the super league didn't happen but the premier league's becoming the super league isn't it yeah. um it it is like yeah 
and I'm slightly worried of about the Premier League completely taking over and sort of dissolving the uh, international presence of other leagues in Europe. Which like, I think, I by the Real way, Madrid, it's, it's already done that in, in a, a big way, I think, has, already. So somewhat, but you know... I know Real Madrid are always going to be competitive because of the stats. I know I know Real Madrid and Barcelona are having their money problems, but the status of their club will, you know, hold them in high high regard, and that they will still be competitive in the European um, scene well, as long as yeah. you know. Mbappe still wants to go to Real Madrid, even though the Premier exactly League is like still... then they're always going to be able to attract yeah. players, even if they don't have necessarily the funds of other clubs. PSG's money is always going to be there. Yeah. Bayern Munich have such a monopoly over the German market that they'll always be competitive. Yeah. But I just hope that the Premier League doesn't run away with it. And I also think we need to take radical stances to prevent, you know, the Premier League becoming so anti-competitive. We, we, you can't have teams coming up into the Premier League who the only way of them competing is spending ridiculous amounts, but mm. they can't just can't compete with the other team the top teams, the gap between the top team in the Premier League and the bottom team in the Premier League can't be that drastic. And there needs to be measures. You you shouldn't, if you have 300 billion pounds, you shouldn't be able to spend 300 billion pounds like that. That that has to be prevented. Mm. You know, if, if, if you have 20 million pounds and 300 billion billion pounds, it shouldn't be that the the team that can just spend 300 billion pounds. And then the, the team that has twenty million pounds can only spend, but like there has to be more financial fair play put in place, uh, more stringent and more equaling because this is, this is worrying for me, and I was pretty down after this was announced personally. Yeah, I saw you post on Instagram the uh, classic Arsenal banner of like, the traditional class, uh, yeah, sort of thing, and uh, yeah, I, I fundamentally agree agree with what you said. I think the saddest part of it is that. It's not only that <clears throat> money is um, the only way you can win things these days. It's the fact that it doesn't matter where this money comes from. Um, mm. So, you know, I, I, I personally think that owning a Premier League club sh- should be a, a privilege. Uh, I think that there should be more rigorous tests to ensure that, you know, you deserve... It shouldn't be fucking sports washing. No, it shouldn't. Um, which is what this is. Yeah, absolutely. And... Um, you know, I, it's pretty sad that the only real example that we have in the Premier League of organic growth in the last, I don't know, decade or perhaps even longer than that is Leicester City. They're the only team who've really been able to establish themselves as pretty consistent top harbors, you know. The rest of the... T- by being smart, yeah, by not being by smart. spending yeah. ridiculous amounts. Um, you know, the rest of these teams that sort of break in, you know, these the Wolves, West Ham's, even Sheffield United had a brilliant season. The teams of of that ilk, they they don't show any real consistency. Um, yeah, that's what that's what I was gonna say. Like, you will see individual moments of these clubs producing brilliant seasons yeah. um, against the odds, um, but the the general tr- trend is always going to be in favour of the the really rich clubs. Yeah, um, the consistency which Chelsea and Man City competing nowadays is. Like 
incredible. Like even United and Liverpool and Arsenal. Yeah, we can't say that the, the, we're clubs, not partially we culpable for this this issue of money taking over. You know, the true the but, economic but even power. United and Liverpool have had their yeah. their problems in the last ten but, years. Like we have yeah. United finished seventh under Moyes. Liverpool were outside of the top four for ages. Um, but Chelsea and City are being able to maintain this consistency. Haven't finished outside the top four, both of them for ages. They're like, and that's going to be the general trend because they have. They thing is with money, you still need to be sensible. But the thing is, and you know, you still need to make smart transfers and, mm. and not be stupid with your money. But at the same time, you can make mistakes, and it won't cost you as yeah. much because you can just throw more money at it, more money, more money. You have yeah. to be like very, 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 very stupid to fail with the finances that these clubs have. I mean, it's kind of like I feel like having this huge, endless reservoir of money is sort of like bowling with bumpers on. You know, like it's you could still get a gutter technically, but it's pretty fucking difficult. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if yeah, if Newcastle go analogy. if mm. Newcastle go and sign Jesse Lingard. For 15 million pounds, whatever it is. Um, who the hell cares? You know, they've got hundreds. And, and he flops at us. Who the hell cares? They've got yeah. hundreds of, of billions of pounds. The next season, they you go inside whoever. Whoever's just had a great season playing in the number 10 position for a different club. It, it just doesn't really matter to them. They can afford to take the, I don't know, 20 million loss or more whatever they would have to take on a player like that it's it's pretty sad mm. that these clubs can just afford to make sort of monumental mistakes um and just continue to survive at, at the top um you know obviously I, I do have to say that i don't think newcastle's success will be instantaneous it will take a few seasons mm. um but, you know I, i've got no doubt in my mind that five perhaps 10 years from now that they'll be it will be the big seven or a team from the top six might drop out who knows but um yeah that they're, they're undoubtedly gonna establish themselves as one of the big dogs in the premier league well it's just yeah. and i don't like that it's so um it's so certain like if you have money you're going to succeed there it yeah. is mm. you know it's it hits a little too close to real life for me you know how like those kids uh like rob like they were born rich. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but like um, those uh, those kids that are just like they're and that first of all, you know, so it's like they have a rich dad, right? So then their rich dad gets with a a gorgeous woman, or vice versa. Their rich mom gets with a gorgeous man, and yeah. then so now this kid comes out rich as shit, fucking beautiful. So now they have pretty privilege along with rich privilege and they could do anything they want in life. sound like Rob. Yeah, look at him. I mean, um, and and I don't like how that just means, oh, well, guess what? You're successful now. And I feel like football is supposed to be everybody's sport and it's becoming not that. You know, it's becoming, mm. if you have, you, Alfie, you were just listing the, the teams. It's, it's Bayern Munich in Germany. That's it. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's PSG in France. But at least with someone like Bayern, it's not like in the the German game still quite pure. It's the purest probably league in, yeah. the, in the top 5. But it's it's still pretty sad so much fan ownerships. Now it's it it's only sad, really it's them. It's only really them who can win the Champions League now from Well, Germany. I th- it's only I think really though, Barcelona and Real Madrid once they recover <laughs> financially. It's only PSG from France. 
uh, uh, and, Italy. And then it's Denver, it's like no one from Italy. Yeah, it's yeah. like no one. Um, and and that's Alfie's, an SPIF, of course, by Inter Milan. And then we've got another competitor. Great. True, Why do we have another true. competitor? Money. Yeah. Well, and Alfie, I would argue that it's kind of impure and kind of sad why uh, Bayern just are always given the best player. Basically, without Bayern, that league dies. That you know, I and, agree. But but at least they've got fan ownership, and true. it's not all about money. In oh that yeah, it's, 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 about it's nice and ethical. Bayern Munich and as, as the as a global force and their ability to just, <laughs> just attract players and from that division. Yeah, but yeah, I do. And, and as Daniel wrote, it's pretty hilarious how hypocritical all these clubs are that are trying to block it because they just want to maintain oh, maintain their position as the wealthiest. Um, mm. You know, the the big six don't want another club to be bringing in the money that they're bringing in uh, currently. Um, you know, they uh-huh. don't want Newcastle to be one of the, the big dogs. They're, you know, they wouldn't have, if they weren't currently content with the the big six how it is. They wouldn't have tried a breakaway league, would they? Um, well, so. yeah. I just I don't personally like how you know uh, Andrew on the on the recent Arscast was saying how this is sort of the straw that yeah. breaks the camel's back. And while I can understand, and I, I get it, why people are you know freaking out about it and stuff that this um, ignorant, homophobic, violent straw is a problem guess what dude it ain't the first one <laughs> you know what i mean like you, this this billionaire money being pumped into the premier and i'm not by the way i and i don't think i put this point across that well in the fintons frolic i am not pardoning the the newcastle owners in any way shape or form i no. don't like billionaires mm. um and the vast majority of them have done very shitty things to mm. get to where they are and well, look at the, Bramovich the, at Chelsea, you know. It's not nice I mean, yeah. that he made his money. Um, exactly. You know, obviously not as bad as a state government who routinely executes more people than any other country in the world uh, owning a Premier League club. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, I think my, my big issue with it is, um, you know, as Alfie said at the start, it's this PIF, uh, this investment fund who are supposedly taking over Newcastle not the Saudi Arabian state I don't like that <clears throat> that that there's no sort of stringent research uh, or investigative team from the Premier League who said actually no fucking way of course it's the Saudi Arabian government who are owning the football club but the Premier the worst League thing, always wanted this to happen yeah mm. and the worst thing oh, about yeah. it all is that and the laughable thing about it is that the Premier League didn't initially reject it because of Saudi Arabia's abhorrent human rights record. They rejected it because in Saudi Arabia, Premier League matches were illegally streamed for free. So the Premier League weren't getting their money. I mean, that is abhorrent. And then you cannot say that PIF aren't linked to the Saudi Arabian government because the Saudi Arabian government then sought to nullify that issue of the of, um, of a channel yeah, in their country. Said. PIF stands for Prince's Investment Fund, Saudi Prince's <laughs> Investment Fund. It's literally the Saudi princes who yeah. are the Saudi states, their investment fund. How how does she how did she manage to sort of like say that and yeah like oh it's mental. But for me, there has to be action and there has to be wage caps, salary caps is like yes. the main thing that has to be done. 
Because you can have the, a lot of money, but if you can't off, offer them the money, you can offer the clubs the money, but if you can't offer the player the money that they want to go to a club like Newcastle, who aren't at the top at the moment, no. then it's going to be a lot more difficult. And but, you know, you, you look at... Are... People always talk about the transfer fees, but wages are a huge, huge part of it. And the wage mm. bill is, like, enormous. And, like, we saw tweets in the summer about, oh, look, Arsenal have spent blah, blah, blah on these players and United have signed Varane for, like, barely anything compared to this, blah, mm. blah, blah. Look at the fucking wages. We have significantly reduced mm. our wage bill, which no one seems to be taking into account. And that is where I think you start. It's hard to uh, implement uh, policies to prevent like mass spending on transfer fees, but yeah. you can imp- you can easily implement a wage cap or a salary cap, which they should be doing. And then, and then automatically Newcastle becomes a much more unattractive op- a, like proposition for a player because mm. at the moment it's like, oh, why would Newcastle, a pl- other clubs? Yeah. Ev- and it's everyone, like, re- like, everyone, yeah. everyone sort it's, of says, oh, why would... It's level playing field. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're said to be interested in Martial, aren't they? And um, mm. people say, oh, why would a top four Premier League player, Anthony Martial, want to go to a bottom three Newcastle? Because he's going to be paid 300 grand a week. That's why he wants to go to Newcastle. Right. Um, you know, the same can be said for all the other players. You know, I think the most, I think an interesting one will be the Fafana interest because that seems to have some legs to it. And, you know, he's, I don't know if he would live Leicester, but, you know, if he's offered enough money, who knows? He might be interested. Um, well, and uh, I mean, one of my, that that's the reason that all these players are going to, going to go to these clubs. At the one of my day. friends, or, well, Newcastle especially. True, yeah. And one of my friends that supports uh, United, I know, gross, um, he was saying, he, he was like, well, you know, I think it also matters, uh, like, do, well, does Newcastle as a city have anything about it? And it's like, dude, nobody gives a fuck. You know, like these players, if you tell... Um, Mate, you, Daniel, if, if the players don't like the city of Newcastle, the Saudis will do something about it. Exactly. They will make it the best city in the world, you know? They'll make, like, the whole... I mean, uh, to be fair, if there's one club where you sort of want, like, wouldn't mind seeing this sort of revolution... Like, I'm sort of happy that it's, like, a, a big stumbling giant. If you oh, yeah, yeah, the, same. I'm, I'm super happy for the Newcastle And not just, like, a fans. random, like, West Brom yeah, or something. Yeah, I agree. Because yeah. Man City were essentially like Norwich or something now, and then they yeah. were just bought, and then they just, at least Newcastle are a big club who mm. have been run into the ground and deserve to like. I, I would have been happy if they got investment from elsewhere. Same, they're like one of the few like. Yeah, they deserve better. Yeah, like I feel sort of the same. We've got a huge fan base and great fans. Like if this were to happen to like, I mean, obviously Everton have a crazy amount of money too now. Um, but like, if this were to happen to them, if this were to happen to Leeds, Villa, you know, I'd be like, mm. yeah, you know, West Ham. Ham. It would be like, uh, uh, that's kind of the weird, conflicting feeling that I have. But Alfie, I really like what you were saying there about the whole cap thing, because not to draw comparisons to American mm. sports, but you know, because I think we do a lot of things wrong here. But you know, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, mm-hmm. I'm gonna read off um, from from let's say from 2015, okay? I'm going to read you the list of Super Bowl winners, okay? You've got uh, New England, Tom Brady, so yeah. 
You've got uh, the Broncos, New England, Tom Brady again, Philadelphia, New England, Kansas City, Tampa Bay. In six years, there's, you know, four different winners there. That does not happen anymore, you know, in, in, in our in our sport. You know, it's like in, in Germany, Bayern have won it, what, 10 seasons in a row or something? And in England, it's like basically every season nowadays, it's Manchester City or Chelsea. And it's just money has just come in and decimated this sport. And I I think that maybe referring to the I mean, I do think there's there's always been clubs that like like United right. dominated for years. Well, look at look like, at I, the years when Arsenal and United were the only teams who won the exactly. Premier League. I, I do think there's always gonna like that's just how sports. Right. It work. makes sense. Look, I mean like there's there's better to, you're not gonna get a different team winning it every year, maybe in the very early days of football. But I, yeah, I do get what you mean. Like the consistency which Chelsea and City, despite fucking up on transfers consistently, the consistency in which they are able to sustain themselves at the top level despite fucking up. Whereas when other clubs fuck up, it does cost them and they have years outside yeah. the top four. Even looking I mean, at you just have to look at yeah, Danny Drinkwater, the... Ross Barkley, etc. And, you know, they just don't hmm. really take a hit on them. True. That's that's what I mean. Like if you fuck, if you're not smart enough, you sh- it should result in you struggling. But it doesn't for Man City and Chelsea, whereas other clubs it does, and it will probably be the same with Newcastle. They can fuck up as many times as they want, but they'll be able to maintain consistent levels of success. Yeah, and we um, we've got you know almost being a bit hypocritical here because the same can be said of Arsenal. You know, we had to deal with paying Meza Özil three hundred and fifty grand a year for however many seasons but you know we're not in the worst place because of it we could be in a much worse position no, well we haven't had big but no 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 I'm, I'm not because i'm not the saying yeah, yeah. Run terribly which right. is what should yes, happen yes. in sport yeah yeah i totally agree with that i totally agree with that okay well uh we've we've got about um, 10 minutes so you guys wanted to do a bit at the end where we um ask each other questions you guys want to do that do the questions oh yeah we'll, yeah we'll run through them pretty quickly that was a good discussion um yeah. All right, well, I'll start my question for Rob, I think. Mm. Um, and I want to ask, this is in relation to a piece you actually did. Um, mm. In Granite Shaka's absence, this is a complete change of topic from what we were doing. <laughs> um, would you look at utilising the 4-3-3 more often with Partey or ESR, Smith-Rowe, and Odegaard? <laughs> Uh, or would you persist with using Lokonga more frequently uh, in the four-two-three-one, mm. despite that not really working as Brian? Because in that piece, you said you think we should focus more on the four-two-three-one. Do you think yeah. your your opinions have slightly changed after that Brighton game? I think, um, of course, yeah, yeah, not only because of the Brighton game, but purely because of Shaka's injury, my um, my opinion has to change somewhat, um, and. I think also we we must take the Brighton performance with a pinch of salt because Brighton were just so good on the day. Um, mm. And not every manager is going to be quite as tactically astute as Potter. In, um, but do you think having maybe Odegaard instead of um, yeah, yeah. the Conger at That's slightly what... deeper would have helped us progress the ball a bit? Uh, yeah, perhaps. Um, I think I'd like to see it sometimes. I wouldn't even mind seeing Odegaard in that sort of Shaka role sometimes I don't think he'd be completely unsuited to it um, but then again I do really like him in that 10 role especially on, on the right hand side um, you know we saw the 4-3-3 against Burnley we got the win of course but the football wasn't 
uh, I don't know, fluid, I guess. Um, mm. Still got a lot of work to do on it before we make that sort of permanent transition that I talked about in the piece. Um, mm. I think I'd, do you, against I, the, the weaker teams, I think it's definitely a viable option. Um, well, I'm, I'm sure you'll discuss this in detail on the ECP little plug on mm. Friday uh, for the, before yeah. the Palace game. The boys were doing a preview, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, uh, I think that's just my answer. I mean, um, I think we we shouldn't. I think Lukonga is a magnificent uh, sort of talent with great potential, uh, but I also don't think he should be played every game. And in that case, I'd rather see us go with the more sort of sort of forward thinking four three three rather than deploying um, El Nenny in there. To be honest, or Maitland Niles. Mm, fair enough. Um, should I ask for yeah. Daniel? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, mm. Daniel. The debut Frenton's Frolic focused on Arsenal's players' hair with David Luiz and Matteo Guendouzi gone, oh, who now boasts the best oh, head of hair shit. at Arsenal. Well, and Bellerin <laughs> has gone. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Bellerin but well, you know, I have mentioned. to say, I like, um, I like eccentricity when it comes to hair, but I think Bellerin has crossed the line. Dredged, uh, <laughs> Crossing into mullet territory, and now he just looks like <laughs> yes, a mega Trump supporter. Oh, I hate a mullet. Yes, they are. That is absolutely horrendous. So you know, he looks like a. Next to he, bloody hell. Really? Yeah. Oh, last year, I did not... there was one you in my whole accommodation who had it. And by the time we got like four months in, it was like half the, bo- the male population of the, the campus. Mm. See, I mean, like, this they all is gave why. Up bull- because it became too mainstream near the end. <laughs> Yeah, human beings are weird. Um, mm. Bullying needs to be a thing, by the way, because <laughs> yeah, that would not facts. happen if. Um, but who 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 these days has the best uh, head of hair on him? I mean, you've got see, I, 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 I he's not the winner, but you've got Rob Holding, who I oh. think I'm impressed. <laughs> I, I'm no seriously, hear, hear me out, hear me out. I'm impressed <laughs> by the by the comeback. You know, like it's I think. There's this weird thing where people are like, oh, what are you doing? You know, you're bald. Just be bald. And Holding was like, no, man, I don't want to be bald. I've got money. I want to have hair. Yeah. I've got money. I don't got to be bald and ugly, you know? Um, so he was just like, no, I'm going to I'm gonna bring it back. And he's in the process of doing so. So I, I respect that a lot. Um, who, apart from that, really stands out? I mean, we've got a lot of, like, very basic hairstyles at the club at the moment. I suppose you know, Aubameyang you know, is like... probably the most eccentric now. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't think Daniel off. will agree with this, but um, I just quite like, I know it's kind of basic, I kind of like Nuno Tavares's high top. I like that too, because it's got like a, almost like a disco vibe to it. Yeah. You know, he's like looking a little... Pretty versatile little, uh, too. Party-ish. Mm, yeah, he yeah. braids for a few days, I think. Mm. Oh yeah, I like how he does new stuff with his hair as well. I quite like the basicness um, to like Ben White's hair. I, I think he's just a great looking dude to be fair to him. <laughs> yeah. No, Ben White can't win the hair race because he wins the fake tan one. Oh, so you yeah, yeah. have to spread out the titles uh, fairly. You know what? We'll give it to... I'm just thinking of the 11. Yeah, we'll just... I think we'll give it to Nuno. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll give it to Nuno. It's going to be Nuno and and Alba because other than that, you know, you've got me thinking now. Maybe that's inspiration for an upcoming Fintan's Frolic. These guys got to improve their game because this shit's mm. 
This shit's lame, dog. Yeah. They're looking boring out there. <laughs> yeah. Good question, yeah. though. Asking <laughs> the real questions. Uh, let me ask one to Alfredo. He hasn't yeah. answered one yet. Alfie, I have a super basic, easy question. There's been these rumors. I hope you guys didn't ask this last week. That last week was the first ever episode that I missed. Mm. Crazy. That's how busy I've been lately. Mm. Um, but I'm going to listen to it today. <laughs> Calvert Lewin or Ollie Watkins? This was asked last week. Shit. Was it asked to you? you? Yeah. Yeah, it was. But I'll answer again. Um, Damn it. Of course. What are the odds? Uh, well, I said Calvert-Lewin. I just think... Hold on. I have a, be- I have a better Lewin. question. Okay, there's your answer. Calvert-Lewin. Okay. Does, um, does Newcastle getting all of this money make you feel insecure about Arsenal? Yeah, as I said earlier, um, I mean, it, it makes me feel like we're going to struggle more, um, like even having this project that we've got in place, is that going to be enough when it's another team can just come along and when you're sort of developing that project, just blow you away with like star signings right away, like Galacticos, like that is a, a worry. And it is a worry that we're just going to fall further behind. So yes, is my simple answer, as I sort of said earlier. Fair enough. <laughs> right. Um, I reckon Rob asked me. Yeah. We'll do it like reverse thing. Okay. Cool. Um, <laughs> um, okay. So this morning on the Athletic, James McNicholas um, wrote quite an interesting piece on Leno and Ramsdale. Uh, he made an interesting point that we don't tend to miss Leno when he doesn't play. His understudies, understudies seem to be pretty apt, uh, unless their name is Alex Renison. Um <laughs> Do you foresee him displacing Ramsdale, or do you think he's done? Um, I think it would take a run of terrible performances from Ramsdale. Like I think he's pretty firmly in between the sticks now. Like if he is like one bad game or two poor games where he maybe isn't as good on the ball like he was against Brighton and maybe makes a few mistakes, looks looks a bit shaky uh, in terms of his shot stopping on Kamani's box. I don't think Leno's just going to walk straight back in. I think it's going to take a, like a sustained run of poor form from Ramsdale mm-hmm. for Leno. And I, I, the way Ramsdale's playing, it doesn't look likely. Um, and I just think the the writing is in the sand for Leno. Mm. Um, I think he's I think he's gone in the summer and I think yeah I, I don't see that happening at all this season I think Ramsdale's the number one Leno will get minutes in the cups but that's it yeah I agree I agree too um, I want to finish with Danny's question so uh, well, Danny asked Rob mm. okay uh, Roberto Kind of touching on the goalkeeper there, but I'm also going to throw Tamiyasu in the mix too. Um, This is a a weird thought I've had um, just about both of them. Obviously, we get really excited Mm. for new signings uh, when they come in, and both players have done quite well. That's kind of an understatement too. Both players have done exceptionally well since I've come in. So do you think the, the hype around them will will sort of die down and are you worried that their talents are being exaggerated um 
I get what you mean. Uh, there's definitely been a little honeymoon period with this new team that we've sort of got on our hands, which was uh, sort of exaggerated by that, that brilliant Spurs win. Uh, I think we were just marvelling at, at the success of uh, our new players and, and the system we deployed. And uh, yeah, we just looked such an exciting team. Um, Tommy Azu obviously struggled a little bit against Brighton. Uh, Ramsdale's a young keeper. He'll make mistakes. Um, and as Alfie sort of touched on, his kicking wasn't where anyone would have wanted it to be against Brighton. Uh, but, you know, conditions definitely played a part in that regard. Um, yeah, I mean, of course, um, the one the one I, I know he's turned into a fan favourite, but uh, Ramsdale, the one, is the one that concerns me if he does hit a rough patch. Mm. Uh, I, I would fear that some people might turn on him uh, just because that's the nature of Arsenal fans. You, you look at Aubameyang, fans. who was our... Yeah, uh, he was our saviour for so many seasons and it was incredible how uh, quickly people started to turn on him. Same can be said of Leno, really, but perhaps it was a bit more deserved because he was in really poor form at the back end of last season and Ramsdale has usurped him so quickly. Um, yeah, I mean... It's, it's the Arsenal fan base, Daniel. At the end mm. of the day, uh, we're 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 notoriously poor in terms of our our treatment of our players. Um, but you know they've settled in really quickly, and um, I can only really see them going from, especially Tommy Asu, considering he's come from a new league. I can only really see him going from strength to strength. Uh, but if they do hit a rough patch, I, I don't think it will be particularly pretty. But having said that, uh, we've got pretty good cover in those areas you, now. You know, Maitland-Niles is said to be content with filling in at right back whenever and willing to actually devote himself to that position. So he's a very good alternative to Tomiyasu. And then uh, Leno, we all know, isn't isn't a bad keeper at all. So uh, I think we're in a pretty good position if those new signings do hit a, hit a poor run of form. Good answer. And I agree. I agree. Yeah, I just I just get worried when, you know, it's a new signing and we start to, to use a phrase that's used a lot on this show. We start waxing lyrical about them mm. and we just go crazy. And, yeah, me too. And I've been trying to incorporate that into my everyday life. And then people are like, dude, what are you talking about? <laughs> yes. What the heck is a what the, what the heck is a what the, what, what do you mean you're waxing lyrical about a sieve? What does that even mean? And I'm just like, well, you know, I just... <laughs> it's just a brilliant sieve. <laughs> um, okay, final question for Daniel. Um, and this is the final question on the Ask Cast, but I thought, just thought it was fitting. It's the final countdown! This question couldn't be asked to anyone else. Um, and... I don't know if that worries me. <laughs> that worries me. This question couldn't be asked to anyone. No, it's not weird. I don't know if you guys have seen the new 007, but you definitely should. Yeah, yeah, I have. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. Um, I haven't seen it yet, but I want to. I love James Bond. You movies. definitely. Should. I love brainless action movies. <laughs> yeah. um, who out of the Arsenal squad, current Arsenal squad, would you get to replace Daniel Craig to play James Bond? Oh, that is a great question. Oh, geez, Louise. Oh, man. God, I wasn't expecting a question so good. Um, Oh, that is such a good question. (laughs) Well, you know, you've got, you know, you've got characters like, you've got characters like Xhaka who would provide a 
a hell of a lot of entertainment. They said on our know, because he, it, he'd be a great Bond villain. True that. <laughs> I think he'd be a great Bond as well, to be honest. He's very handsome, you know, so he, he should be in the, the movie. Composure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean... sent off 10 minutes into the film. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so so we've got Granite Jaka and then Burn Leno, who will play the tennis player villain, like we've discussed yeah. in the past. Um, and then... Okay, yeah, so I think that's pretty much all the villains we have. I think Albamian could... Ramsdale's too nice. It, Ramsdale's way too nice. Albamian could be like a goofy comic relief side character that dies <laughs> later on in the movie, and it's like super devastating, and people in the theater He's are all crying. He's more of an Austin Powers. Yeah, yeah true. Yeah, so, baby. <laughs> yeah, baby. So the, the question you're basically asking me, Alfie, is who is the main character of this Arsenal team? And... I don't know if we have one. <laughs> um, maybe maybe Kieran Tierney. Maybe maybe Kieran Tierney. Nah, too understated. But too I understated. almost I want to make it. Okay, this is what I'm gonna do. You know how uh, the new animated Spider-Man took like uh, made Miles Morales the the new Spider-Man, really young, you know, kid that lives in the city, um, mm. and just everyone likes him. We're gonna do that, but we're gonna do that with Bukayo Saka, and we're taking. A crazy spin <laughs> on James Bond. Well, I'm tired of these middle-aged white men playing James Bond. I want, <laughs> I want, I want a 12-year-old to play James Bond. So we're gonna go with Bukayo Saka because let's be honest, he is the main character of life, right? Yeah. He probably yeah. is main. Do you guys have any? Just like you. Yes. <laughs> I, I was, was going to suggest. Uh, oh yeah, that 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 piece uh, Daniel wrote. Um, shout out to that on. Um, He's actually on hold right now, so he can't hear that. But on his lanky ginger blog was uh, fantastic. Mm. Uh, I really enjoyed that. Um, but um, I was also sort of thinking uh, Ainsley made the Nars just because of his sort of composure mm. and uh, yeah. how cool he is. Andrew He's said just that. a very cool guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we've lost Daniel, so, so I'm just going to try and add him back now. Okay. Should we call this bad boy to a close, as he would say? Yes, yes. He we said Riyad, please. Can you Riyad him? I can. Um, yeah. Um, sorry I about this lack of air, everyone. <laughs> Should we just end okay. it without him? I don't know how we're going to do this. Just tell him to call. Okay. <laughs> it's great for the listeners. Um, do you want to do your marketing yeah, opportunity I'll, I'll of a lifetime? No, Daniel needs to be here for it. I'm sorry. Um, but anyway. Um... I'm just going to say, I'm going to throw a few more options out there. As I said about, uh, as I said about um, Ben White earlier with his uh, great looks, I think he wouldn't be a bad James Bond. Mm. Um, Tierney's a bit too understated. I think that Tommy Asu would be great in a, uh, in a remake. (laughs) (laughs) The Asian viewers. uh, He'd be a good James Bond. Yeah. Yeah, For the Asian viewers. Uh, So yeah, that's, uh, that's my take on the James Bond uh, options. What did they say on Arscast? I don't know if you guys said that when I disconnected. They said Tierney, but they also said what Rob just said when you were gone, Daniel, um, about Maitland-Niles. If he can channel his composure and his penalties into being James Bond, then he would make a great James Bond. Oh, good shout. That is a good freaking shout. Mm. Anyway, Mm. let's call this bad boy so close. Yeah, let's draw this bad boy so close. It's been fun, lads. Your boy's got to go to... uh, 
to class now. And this class that I'm about to have, it's basically just consists of the professor lecturing. And uh, she just picks on every student in the class at least once. She'll like point at you and put you on the spot. And so, yeah, that'll be fun. Oh, that's horrible. Um, but anyway, anyway, yeah, it's horrible. Let's draw this bad mamma jamma to a close. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode Ciento y Cinco 105. And thanks for have tuning we got, in. Have we got time for a quick marketing opportunity? We do. We show. always do. We've got quick okay, for the good. marketing opportunity of a lifetime. We'll start how we always start. Uh, Mr. Alfredo, mm. what do you got to plug, my dude? I think I know. We like also a curry cake. La 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 Cool. Nice. Yep. I second that too. Go check that out. And uh, yeah, just keep listening to this podcast. We appreciate you, pimps. Mm, share. Mm. Rob, what do you got? For, oh, no, sorry. Darius with a Z at the end. What do you have for me? <laughs> I'm going to shout out one of our loyal listeners. I hope he's listening right now. Good old Arsenal Maverick. In his uh, good old uh, in his new job, I loved his tweet a few weeks ago, and um, I'm I'm happy for the boy. What a guy! Uh, and he just he seems like a great guy. So uh, shout out Mav, what a guy! Go follow him on Twitter, Arsenal Maverick. Indeed, indeed, indeed. He's he's one of my favorite listeners. One of I have yeah. a few. Don't don't uh. Don't worry, Abhay. Yeah, yeah don't worry, Abhay. Don't worry. Uh, <laughs> You don't worry, all of you. We we love you all. There's that James uh, guy as well. James, don't worry, James. <laughs> James I, God. I thought. Can you shut the fuck yeah. up? Sorry. Um, <laughs> uh, I uh, don't forget. I thought AFC James Max was 9. a golden retriever for the longest time. Hmm. AFC Max Nine, Alan Riley, hmm. yeah, the whole shabam. Um, yeah. Anyway, the rest yeah. of the world too, because Ma- everybody listens. Max is sitting his sats this week, so we wish him <laughs> luck for those. His year two sats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. Daniel doesn't understand Max. Doesn't matter. No. They're basically the exams you take when you're like six years old. No. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I thought that was actually like a rigorous exam. That shows how little I know about your education system. Um, We need a song. I was thinking because of what we last discussed, we could just do the Billy Irish song for this Bond film. No time to die. Oh yeah, that's a nice song actually. Oh, like Billie that. Eilish's song is in it. I I like Billie Eilish. What's the song? Huh? Uh, it was well, called No Time to Die, that, isn't it? There's, yeah, and she talks oh. about and she sings about the fact that there's no time to die. I used enough. to like the one on the Skyfall one by Adele oh, yeah. too. You guys that's know that a song? Classic. That was a good song. Skyfall. Yeah, let's let's end this. Let it crumble. Literally no one, the world, when we don't record a podcast together for one week, the world starts crumbling. <laughs> and yeah, that, that Billy Eilish song sounds good. Hey, dude, shut the fuck up, dude. God. Daniel's doing his outro. Come on. Seriously. All right, pimps. We will see you next time. Until then, however. Bye. Bye. Goodbye.
just goes to show That the blood you bleed is just the blood you own We were a pair But I saw you there Too much to bear You were my life, but life is far away from fair Was I stupid to love you? Was I reckless to help? Was it obvious to everybody else that I fall for a lie? You were never on my side. Fool me once, fool me twice. I you dead the past? Just no time to die